My lovely co-host, Mrs. Holiday Guy. Hello! And the Holiday Gal, Stella. Hi! (laughs) So we have a lot to cover today. A little later on in the episode, we will have my interview with Sebastian Bendix. We're going to run down all the Halloween movies. How many of those are there? There's at least ten. Wow. So let's get into it because... I have a lot of grapes and grievances Uh-oh. about this particular holiday. Here they come. So, number one, guys, Halloween is for the kids. So they can put on a costume, go out trick-or-treating, get some candy. Nowadays, Halloween has just gotten too scary. And I get it. Nowadays, you can just run down to Target and get a realistic severed head with blood and brains oozing out of it. Ew. But it goes too far. You take it too far. Right. I certainly enjoyed Halloween as a kid, and I don't remember anything that graphic. Exactly right. So, do's. Make a nice jack-o'-lantern. Put it in front of your house. Maybe one of those cardboard skeletons with the arms and legs that move. Maybe those crappy cobwebs that are made out of, like, cotton ball stuff that never look like cobwebs. And maybe even sometimes you can get those little fake gravestones that have those jokes on them, like Jake Ate Cake, R.I.P., and stick them in the ground. Sure, that's great. What you don't need to do is put a recreation of the Manson family murders on your front lawn. Hmm. Or... Those bodies hanging from trees that... I mean, I'm not even a kid. I don't need to see that. Exactly right. Because then what happens is the kids get so scared that they don't even want to go trick-or-treating. For instance, in our neighborhood, there's a house. I'm not going to name any names. And they go all out with the decorations. And I can appreciate that. But it's gotten to the point where our daughter does not want to go trick-or-treating anywhere near that house. She doesn't even want to drive past that house on the way to school in the morning. I have to take a different route now. Or she closes her eyes and covers her whole head. So you're ruining it for the kids. And that sort of speaks to my larger point, which is that Halloween is a holiday for kids. And... You grown-ups out there, you just got to let it go. You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, I think that grown-ups are still allowed to have fun and enjoy the holidays. But I don't think that people's yards need to be like an R-rated horror film. Exactly right. And I feel like that's like a lot of things these days. Adults just can't let go. 
you know? Yeah. Like Disneyland, for instance. We went to Disneyland and it was like mostly grownups. I want to say like over 50%. And we're like, where are all the kids? <laughs> I mean, I think if if adults want to experience the happiest place on earth, they should be allowed to. And I'm saying no. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> You're putting your foot down. I'm putting my foot down. I'm saying that you, at the front gate, you need to uh, profer along with your ticket, a child. <laughs> In order to uh, enter the Magic Kingdom. What do you think of that, Stella? Mm, well, if kids want to like go play on the playground and they need a grown-up with them, that wouldn't be fair. So if um, a grown-up needed a kid to go to Disneyland, wouldn't be fair either. You know what it's like? It's like if a kid goes to the playground and wants to go on the swings and they can't go on the swings because there's some grown-up on there. <laughs> That's what it's like. Are you saying I can't go on the swings anymore at the park now? That's what I'm saying. You gotta let it go. <laughs> no! <laughs> which leads me to my next point, which is costumes. Witches. Witches! I said witches. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good costume. Uh, wait, That's a do. What do you think about grown-ups taking the holiday of Halloween? Well, what I think is, like... They had so much fun doing Halloween as a kid, and they're, like, one of the people who are, like, not scared of those, like, scary things, but they like being scared, Mm -hmm. and they had so much fun that they just want to, like, make it their own, but since they're grown-ups, they're not scared of that stuff anymore, so then they take it too far with the things that they are scared of. Exactly right, and they've just amped up the gore factor is the thing. Yep. Good point, Stella. So, costumes. I'm going to admit that I am like an old fuddy-duddy when it comes to costumes because when our child was born, I stopped dressing up. Yeah, you used to dress up with me. I did, but then we had her and we passed down the holiday to her. (laughs) Now, Mrs. Holiday Guy, as our devoted listeners will know, is a kindergarten teacher, so she has to dress up. Pretty much. In fact... She and Stella had an amazing costume this year. Do you want to describe it? So, I was Medusa. So, basically, I had a tongue, a snake headband, a beautiful green dress, and tights and um, sandals. And what was Mom? Mom was stoned, so she had, like, gray hair, gray face. Not the hands, but she had, like, gray (laughs) pants. It was great. Gray. It was gray eight. That was a cool costume. It really was. So for the grown-ups, I I also have some do's and don'ts. If you're going to a Halloween party, okay, first off, enough with, like, the sexy costumes. (laughs) You know? Sexy nurse, sexy witch, sexy Donald Trump. (laughs) You're not down with the sexy Donald Trump? I'm not down with the sexy Donald Trump. Oh. Uh, uh, um, Excuse me, I'm still here. Oh, this is inappropriate. (laughs) This one's PG-13. Boom! So, ladies... It's a cliche at this point. Am I right? I guess. I don't... I mean, I'm not in college anymore, so I don't know. Then again, when I was in college, I didn't do the sexy thing either. Well, it doesn't make sense, right? I mean, the thing about Halloween is that you dress up so that the the ghosts and goblins think you're, like, one of them. I thought it was to pick up a guy at a party. No. See, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Put it this way. If you're gonna dress kind of slutty on Halloween, then you should dress kind of slutty for the rest of the year. Stop slut shaming. You're right. I take that back. <laughs> no, that was pro slut. I don't know. You, I don't know 
know if you can use that word anymore. Oh, there's so many words you can't say. What, you're the one that's all into being PC. You're right. <laughs> okay, here's another thing I'm not down with. The rental costumes, right? It shows zero imagination to just walk into a store and put down your credit card and rent a costume. Oh my goodness, Doug. But some people just go to the store and spend $20 on a package costume. What's the difference between buying one or renting one? I'm saying show some creativity. I feel like a good Halloween costume is one that is also sort of homemade to some degree. I might be wrong in that. I'm just saying that's my personal preference is the homemade Halloween costume. Well, you are very particular and that's why you're the holiday guy. Put some thought into it, people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There were some amazing costumes at Stella School this year. There was like a Godzilla with an inflatable tail. That was like amazing. That was purchased, but it was still awesome. Yeah, for a kid. <laughs> I gotta say, I dig the like um, superhero costumes nowadays. Uh, the technology is amazing. They're all kind of like muscle bound. They got like the abs. We didn't have that when we were kids. Costumes are so much better now. We had a sheet over my head with two holes cut out. That's it. <laughs> Stella, let me tell you what Halloween was like when we were kids. Okay. So first of all, if I wanted to be Superman, the Superman costume was this really flimsy plastic mask with just a rubber band in the back that was held with a staple that just like immediately broke. Like you pulled it out of the box, broken. And then for the Superman costume, it was kind of like like a smock or like a hospital gown that was made out of plastic and you just kind of like tie it at the neck. But like even worse than that, instead of like the Superman emblem, like the S on the chest, it was like a picture of Superman, which doesn't make any sense at all. And those masks were so gross. Like I remember having like a witch's mask. The whole thing was a mask with the hat and they'd get so like sweaty and you'd be breathing inside and they'd get up wet inside. Oh, so nasty. You could barely uh. breathe. There's like condensation inside the mask. Right. Here's the other thing, Stella. Your mom and I grew up on the East Coast. So end of October, it was freezing. So here's what would happen. He you always adds a syllable. You'd have to wear your like puffy down coat over your costume. And what you do is like you get to the end of the walkway and quickly take off your coat. Your mom holds a coat. You run up to the door. You get your candy and you run back. And your costume is just like uh, covered. Like nobody can even, even see it under your puffy down coat. What I'm saying is you don't know how good you have it. Here in sunny Southern California, where the forecast is what? It's going to be low high, 70s? High 70 tomorrow. Yeah. When mom was talking about the masks, it reminded me of those little fake plastic vampire teeth. They are so gross. Ew, and yeah. Because, we had those. And because of, like, the vampire teeth, they're hollow, so all your spit goes in there. Yes. And when you so wash true. them, dry spit actually, like, crumbles in there, Ew. and you can't wash it out. It's just so gross, and yet yep. people still wear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why did they even make those fake plastic vampire teeth anymore people still wear them those that's are terrible why. they barely stay on you can't talk can't eat when we were kids see there was always the house that was giving out like the full-size candy bars and that was the best you would try to like scope that out in advance yeah but then like some houses they give out like raisins an apple an apple yeah. I mean, who does that <laughs> even worse you go to the dentist's house and the dentist gives out toothbrushes with his name on it. Like he's using it as like a 
promotional He's like, now, giveaway. boys and girls, you eat that candy and you're going to have to come see me. Although you would think that they would be giving out the, like, Charleston Chews. Giant or, size. Yeah, exactly, because they're Getting trying to build business. up more business than handing out toothbrushes. That's just lame. Get some extra fillings on that schedule. Uh, it would be smart to, like, give a lot of, like, huge size candies because then there's, like, more cavities and then they get more money. <laughs> that would be horrible. Some dentists might be, like, money crazy and actually do that on Halloween just so they can do, like, more dental work for more money. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, Stella, what's your favorite candy? Ooh, this is a hard one. I... I'm going to have to say gummy bears. Okay, what about you, Jen? Um, lately, what I like is the dark chocolate peanut butter cups. I think it's by um, Justin's. Justin's. Yeah. Shout out to Justin's. 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 That's, like, that's like healthy. I think it's vegan. It's, it's a vegan peanut butter cup that I can enjoy. Organic. You guys are both wrong. The no. best candy is Snickers. Mm, no. Followed by nut allergies, <laughs> a lot of nut allergies. Then you get into you get into your Hershey's. I like the Hershey's bar with nuts. Eh, wrong. I like a peanut M and M's. No. So plain. Then we go to Reese's. I like Reese's Pieces. That's... I'm talking the full size peanut butter cups. No. Now that I've had Justin's. Mm-mm. At the bottom of that list, <laughs> I'm gonna say Tootsie Rolls. I used to love. I those. love them. Oh, eh, eh, wrong, wrong, eh, eh, wrong, wrong. Tootsie Rolls, and then at the bottom of that list, it's got to be Necco Wafers. Charleston Chews are gross, too. I, I threw up once from a Charleston <laughs> Chew. Did you? Yeah. Please, elaborate. Well, it wasn't on Halloween. It was at a Little League game. I bought a Charleston Chew, and I was pretty darn excited to eat it, and mm-hmm. um, I ate it pretty quickly, and then... <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't last long. Cuped. And then I never touched one again the rest of my life. I've never even heard of Char- Charlton Chews, and yet it's been brought up twice. <laughs> I don't know if they even make them anymore, but what you used to do is you'd freeze them, and then you hit it with a hammer. That's the best. Aren't they already pretty hard? They're already like that white center. Maybe I like like a packet of Smarties in there as sort of like a palate cleanser. I used to like those. I liked those too. So moving on, I think we actually have some questions. Yes, there are questions from the listening audience. So let's see. There are three questions. The first one is from Catherine and it says, I like to pick a generic costume. Hobo, witch, football player. My kid likes to be someone specific. Robin Hood, Rainbow Dash, and this year, Joe Strummer. Who's right? That's a cool costume, Joe Strummer. Yeah. Stella, what band is Joe Strummer in? I have a friend named Strummer. I think it's from The Clash. That's right. You are correct. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. We're raising her right. (laughs) Shout out to Strummer. That's right. And he was named after Joe Strummer. He was. That's a cool kid. Yep. Cool family. Uh, My answer is this, Kat. Your daughter is right. And you were wrong. Oh, I have a whole different answer. Okay, well, I'm going to answer first because I'm the holiday guy. (laughs) 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 By all means. But I have a suggestion. Don't just go as a hobo. Go as a specific hobo. One-eyed Jim, Pegleg McGee. You know what I'm saying? Don't just go as a football player. Go as a specific football player. Joe Namath. That's a good one. In fact, I think you should go as a 70s football player so you can have the mutton chops. So that's my answer. Your daughter is right and you are wrong. But maybe my lovely wife has another opinion. So my first thought was your daughter is very cool with her Joe Strummer costume. But mother knows best. (laughs) No, but actually I think that 
with our costume this year of Stella being a very specific character, Medusa, and me being a general character, just a stone victim, a random stone victim, we proved that you're both right. But that's what I'm saying. Did you even put the thought in? Like, you're a statue of who? Did you come up with the backstory for this character? Was it a villager? Was it a... Oh, you know? I'll give you a backstory. Okay. The backstory is, you come into my cave with the blind sisters and me, and then I'm like, nope, zap. I was just some random person who made the mistake of looking into her deadly eyes. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, we've got another question. This one comes from Thomas. What do you think this killer clown craze says about the present mood of our country, and could it bring about a change to the way we celebrate Halloween? Here's what I think. Clowns in 2016 are getting a bad rap. To me, that's like just another cliche, like, oh, clowns are scary. I say clowns are hilarious. They sometimes juggle. Sometimes they cram two or three dozen of them into a car. They have a bottle of seltzer, pie in the face. Those are all classic gags. They have big noses that you can honk three times. They got big floppy shoes. They were meant to entertain the children. They exactly pull down right. their pants. <laughs> <laughs> they do? Yeah. I don't know what clowns you're talking about. I've never about. seen that one. I say it's time, ladies and gentlemen, to make clowns funny again. <laughs> can we can we all agree on that? Yeah, I mean, they certainly can and do look creepy, but you can make anything look creepy. That's true. I mean, John Wayne Gacy just kind of blew it for, for everybody, and I'm not going to go into any more detail about that. Does it say anything about the present mood of the country, the killer clown craze? Again, it goes back to the over-scarification. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I guess mm -hmm. that's the present mood of the country is fear. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are living in a fear-based society yeah. right now. You know, which some of that is justified. There is some scary stuff happening. I will say that when we used to go trick-or-treating, and we used to go out on our own, I I'm going to say like around third grade, but the kids don't do that anymore. They go trick-or-treating at the mall. Well, I guess it depends on where you live, maybe in rural communities, but we live in the city. That's true. I don't know. And there is a second question from this same listener. Okay. He asks, and how would you suggest someone dress up as a sexy WikiLeak? Ooh, that's a tough one. Let me think. What's a WikiLeak? Isn't this a gripe? Oh, the sexy part? Right. <laughs> Well, if you're going to say that word, at least say S-E-X-Y. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Okay, here's an idea. What you want to do is make like a paper mache toilet that kind of goes around your body. And, you know, maybe you could wear a pair of tights with that and then cram in like reams and reams of paper. And then you could be a WikiLeak dump. What's Don't a WikiLeak? That's a that's a whole other episode. <laughs> I don't want to. I try not to get too much into politics. Well, it's coming up, November eighth. Yeah, exactly. Don't vote for the clown. Okay. <laughs> so should we wrap it up? Okay, I have this important shout out, and I'm doing it on this episode because I've just realized she's been listening to our shows. This shout out goes to Luana, my bfffffffffffff.
So here we are once again with noted horror author and host of Friday Night Frights, Sebastian Bendix. Hi, Doug. Devoted listeners of the show will know that this is actually the third time Seb has been here. Uh, first, we did a rundown of the Leprechaun movies for St. Right. Patty's Day. Yep. We did uh, Friday the 13th. That's right. I believe that was for Arbor Day. <laughs> and uh, here we are, Halloween. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a major one. One. So I'm, I'm honored to be here again so that I can uh, run down this uh, seminal series with you. So um, let's dig in. I guess I'll pretend that I haven't seen these movies okay. since the mid 80s. Right. Um, when in fact, I'm... I'm, I'm you watch as, them all the time. I watch them all the time. <laughs> Um, so I guess let's start with the with the OG, the original. All right. Well, the original is 1978, directed by John Carpenter, uh, of course. Now a sort of legendary uh, horror genre filmmaker. It uh, stars Jamie Lee Curtis in one mm-hmm. of her first roles. Uh, she would go on to become a, a a scream queen in the early 80s, but then she went on to you know career in comedy and whatnot. So you know she's sort of a legend also. Um, and it features masked killer Michael Myers, who is not to be confused with Mike Myers of Saturday Night Live. Uh, and equally horrifying. Equally character. horrifying, especially Love Guru. But um, yeah, not to be confused with him, Michael Myers, the sort of faceless masked entity that stalks and kills uh, his victims throughout most of the series. Uh, the original concept, as it was sort of sold to John Carpenter, was um, by by this producer uh, Mustafa Akkad, who produced most of the series. It was the original pitch was kill babysitters. So. John, now what did what did he have against babysitters? I don't I know. Wonder. I think he just probably figured they were they were hot mm-hmm. and wanted to see babysitters running around, probably preferably topless if he could get them to take off their shirts, and that's kind of what he wanted to do. I feel like in the eighties, babysitting was really a difficult profession. It was very yeah. it was a hazardous profession. Yeah, no, I mean it was like underwater arc welding or something. Yeah, I mean for five bucks an hour and you know all the all the food in the fridge you can eat, it's, yeah. that seems kind of low. It's dangerous. I never I never there. I never wanted to go into that business myself. But um yeah, you know, so the the story's pretty simple. Uh, Michael Myers escapes from an insane asylum. Oh, I forgot to mention Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis. Of course. He's sort of the Van Helsing of the series. He sure. he is Michael's nemesis. He is a uh, former psychiatrist or whatever himself who treated Michael and knows that he is this unstoppable evil. And gotcha. so Donald Pleasance, uh, you know, Michael Myers escapes from an insane asylum. Uh, he goes to the his hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he killed his own sister 15 years prior. Not a real place. Not a real place. Um, and actually shot in Pasadena, strangely enough. Interesting. The original film is shot in Pasadena. I've actually been to the locations where a lot of it... Of course um, you have. Shot. Well, I mean, why not? You know, it's right down the street. It's cool. You can pretend you're in uh, Halloween. But um, so, uh, you know, basically Michael Myers comes back to town and decides to stalk a bunch of babysitters. And Dr. Loomis chases after him sort of unsuccessfully as Michael kills a bunch of nubile teens. Okay, so now is this really like the first slasher movie? It gets a lot of credit for being... 
being the first slasher movie. I think it's the first movie that kind of really congealed the formula. The formula had existed in other, you know, Italian giallo films, which are sort of Italian uh, killer movies. But but Halloween's the one where all of the elements that we, as children of the 80s, associate with the slasher movie. This is the one that really sort of kicked off the trend. Yes. That followed. It absolutely kicked off the trend that Friday the 13th and countless others would follow in the footsteps. And as far as the sort of holiday tie-in, I guess the action mostly takes place on or around Halloween? Yeah, it's all on Halloween. And Michael's original killings took place on a Halloween night. Okay, and were the movies originally released on Halloween? Is that sort of part of the, the I don't gimmick? Know. The, I don't think the movie was actually released on Halloween. <laughs> I think they've all been released in August, weirdly enough. Just to give people plenty of time. Yeah, you know, I start celebrating Halloween in August. Sure. So, you know, for me it works. Yeah, Halloween, the original, is, is pretty unbeatable. It's a legitimately good movie with real legitimate suspense, and Michael Myers is terrifying, and it's a truly great movie, and it deserves to be seen by everyone. So that's an that's a you know unqualified recommend. Is that a five star review? I would say five stars. Yes. So seeing as it is Halloween, yes, uh, the mask that Michael Myers wears. Yes. Um, we know with uh, Jason it was a hockey mask. Mm-hmm. So what's the uh, what's the Michael Myers mask? The Michael Myers mask in the context of the film is just a cheapo Halloween mask that he grabs out of a some sort of department store or something. But in real reality, what it was was a mask of Captain Kirk, William Shatner, that they just painted white and messed up his hair. And somebody, you know, one of the people that was working on the, like, really catch-as-catch-can crew was like, hey, what about this mask? I think they were trying out different masks. Right, do you think they tried, like, the burglar mask? Yeah, the hamburglar. That's not super scary. Um, Well, I know for a fact they were were toying with a clown mask because Michael's first killings as a child he's dressed in a clown outfit but I, I guess clowns weren't considered scary yet then as they are now right we're almost back to clowns being actually funny because we're so sick of them being scary exactly at this point. everything is cyclical. cyclical yeah for sure but yes it was originally uh, a William Shatner Captain Kirk mask interesting yes okay so um, let's move on to Halloween 2 uh, now, Halloween 2, not directed by John Carpenter, but it is written by him. They paid him a lot of money to come back and dream up a sequel, which he, he was reluctant to do, but he, I guess he like drank like a six-pack every night and finally figured out some sort of angle. And the angle was... It's the same night, and now the Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, is in the hospital. And oh, so it's literally like a it, real-time continuation yeah, just where the first it, one left Yes, off. it picks up okay. like at the last scene of the original movie. I like that. Yeah, and it just keeps on it just keeps on going, and so it mostly takes place in a hospital uh, where, where Jamie Lee Curtis is. She really doesn't do hardly anything in the movie because she's sedated the whole time, mm-hmm. so she just kind of like lies around and crawls around and meanwhile Michael kills all like the losers who work at the hospital who are all characters you don't care about and you know he kills them in hospitally ways like okay. stabbing them with scalpels or putting needles in the side of their faces and and whatever and and the more the more notable thing about this movie is that this is where the element of Michael is after Jamie Lee Curtis because she's his sister okay that's not 
revealed that's until re- the second one. Right. That's only okay. revealed in the second one. And it's only because John Carpenter had to come up with something to like make sense of why Michael would keep after this one cheerleader. Right. So in the original movie, that's not spelled out. That's not even a part of the movie. It's all added for the sequel. Now, do we have to give a spoiler alert? Is there some sort of statute of limitations on that? Because these movies I, are like over 30 years old yeah, at this point. I mean, I, I feel, and I also feel like they're, they're not the kind of spoilers that really affect your viewing of the movie at all. It's kind of like, this way you're prepared for the dumb reveal that Jamie Lee Curtis is really Michael Myers' sister. Yeah, And look, there's nothing to spoil about these movies. They're just, you know, the silly movies with a masked killer in it. There's no real twists. So I guess the other thing we should talk about is the music, because I know the score is very significant. Yes. The John Carpenter original theme is iconic. Everybody knows it. You know, most like kids learn it at a young age on piano because it's really super easy to play and it's really creepy. And of course, we can't afford the rights to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, But so that's impressive. You know, director slash composer. Yeah, it's very cool. And, you know, he went on to do that for a lot of his films. And John Carpenter is a he's a great musician in his own right. We actually saw him perform live uh, over the summer and it was great. He played the Halloween theme. So still still alive and kicking. He's still out there, hopefully as of the the airing of this. <laughs> it's been a rough year. <laughs> I don't I don't wanna, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like, you know. Don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. So yeah, Halloween 2 is just basically kind of more of the same. It's uh, you know, not as good as the first, but there it definitely has its charms and it definitely captures a little bit of the feel of the original. Dean Cundy was the cinematographer on both the original and part 2, so it it looks of a piece. So, okay. you know, it gets by on that. Now, what about the actor who played Michael Myers? He's uh, in the original film. He was played by Nick Castle, who it was just a friend of John Carpenter's. He's gone on okay. to like direct movies. Uh, they're sort of escaping me now, but he's he's done a lot of like he did a lot of movies in the nineties. But he was the original Michael Myers. But ever since the first movie, they just got stunt guys. So that's the great guy. thing about the mask killer is yeah. you just put anybody in the mask. Well, and the, and the masks vary wildly from movie to movie. Like something about that original mask i think it like deteriorated in the time oh, i'm sure one of those dime store yeah worst masks they had back in the day yeah it didn't hold up so they, they they kept having to make new masks for every movie and they get like worse and worse as you go at, you know at a certain point it doesn't even look like michael myers but part two it still looks pretty good gotcha okay so moving on to part three now all right we're gonna go way off course here for a second just okay. for just for this segment because halloween three has nothing to do with Halloween one or two, it's what? a complete side st- side quill. It, 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 no it, Michael Myers. No Michael Myers. No he, Donald Pleasance. No Donald Pleasance. No Jamie Lee Curtis. None of it. Okay. Dean Cundy, the cinematographer, is back, and John Carpenter is involved in the score, and he came up with the story, but it has nothing to do with the original two Halloween movies. Okay. Now, what's this one called? This is called Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. I don't think I've ever seen this. Movie. You've never seen this. No, I may have to give you the Blu-ray because it's, it's it's amazing. Okay. All right. Well, let me set the stage a little bit. So John Carpenter was really bored of the Halloween movies at this point. Um, this is around ni- 1982, I think, or 83. But they wanted another sequel. So what he proposed was, let's make the Halloween series into 
into an anthology okay. where we tell different stories, but they all take place on Halloween. And the producers thought that, like, John Carpenter, you know, shat gold, so they were like, or crapped gold. I don't know if you... If, That's okay. Okay. Um, we'll beep it later. Beep it. Anyway, so they agreed to this. And so the story that he came up with, which with a British science fiction author, Nigel Neal, is this story... Aren't they all named Nigel? Yeah. I <laughs> know. It's a great name. Yeah. So they came up with this crazy story about a mask company, a Halloween mask company, novelty company that is run by evil druids who have taken a piece of Stonehenge from the UK and are, are, tr- are trying to invoke a magical spell that will kill all the children wearing the masks by making insects pour out of their out of their faces. Okay, well that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm with you. It's crazy. It's a crazy movie. It's one of those things where you just how did this happen? It stars Tom Atkins. He was he's a sort of like pockmarked bruiser type of an actor who had had some kind of some pretty big B movie roles in the in the early '80s, and he is um he is just such a weird lead. Yeah, it basically is, it's about this druidic cult who are trying to kill children with their Halloween masks through the power of Stonehenge. Okay, now I take it this movie was a flop. A huge flop. Like, everyone was like, where's Michael Myers? At the time it was released, nobody liked it. I mean, it was a huge critical disaster. Everyone thought it was the craziest, worst thing that ever happened in the, to those terms. And what year are we talking about? I think it came out in 82 or 83. So I'm thinking you roll up to the theater and you just look at the poster. Yeah. And there's no Michael Myers. Yeah. And maybe you're going to buy a ticket to E.T. instead. Well, I think people probably thought, my, oh, they probably thought, oh, they're hiding Michael Myers in this one. But... Um, the only way Michael Myers appears is at one point the main character is watching TV and the original Halloween is on the TV. Okay, that's kind of meta. Yeah, so it's like meta that. and it exists in a world where Halloween, the original, is a movie. Okay, so now the producers realize we have made a huge mistake. Right. But let me say one last thing is in the ensuing years, now Halloween 3 is considered by many horror fans to be sort of a cult classic. Okay. Because it's so weird. It's so off the wall and so not what you would expect that people have kind of come around to a certain amount, a certain segment of the horror fan community and really likes it. And I sort of like it too. Because so unfairly maligned. Kind of unfairly it did maligned. did not deliver on expectations. I, exactly, yes. Gotcha. But you know what does deliver on expectations? What's that, Sam? Halloween 4. Okay. Yes, they realized they made a terrible mistake. Mustafa Akkad, the main sort of Svengali of the, the Halloween sure, the franchise. Baby, babysitter hate Yes. He um he's like later with you John Carpenter. I'm getting my own guys together and we are going to start shooting these movies in Utah now for some reason and cuz it's cheap. Cuz it's cheap and we're going back to Michael Myers and I don't care who plays him uh, and we got Donald Pleasance. So okay. Donald Pleasance comes Jamie back. Jamie Lee at this point has moved on to trading places. Yes. Jamie Lee's off to bigger and better things. Now we we enter into a, a cycle of three films and okay. it, in this cycle of three films really the main character is Jamie Lloyd who uh-huh. is that's an original sounding name well the the name it's because the the little girl played by Danielle Harris who has kind of gone on to her own sort of B, B movie horror fame um, but here she's a little girl and she's playing Laurie Strode's quote unquote 
daughter. Okay. And, like, Lori is dead for some reason. They never really quite explain it. And her daughter Because they couldn't afford her. Because they couldn't afford her. She appears in a photograph at one point. (laughs) And that's all you see of her. But her daughter is now being menaced by her uncle, Michael Myers, who is inexplicably didn't die in the second movie, even though in the second movie, when you see it, he very clearly dies. And it makes no sense that he's still around, but whatever. Well, that's sort of the hallmark of these movies, I yes. think, is just when you think he's dead, right. he, it, he springs back to life. Yes, it doesn't no matter how like clearly he's been destroyed, he comes back no matter what. Man, love Quentin, that's what you want. So, sort of starting with Halloween 4, uh, it's about Michael pursuing um, the daughter of the now dead Laurie Strode. Gotcha. So what's um, what's the subtitle of number four? Uh, number four is The Return of Michael Myers. Okay, that's original. Yeah, so he returns in this one. Okay. Do you ever get into 3D? No, not with Halloween. No? Nope. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate. It seems like an unfortunate oversight. I guess once you once you hit number three... And you don't do and it. And it's not 3D, then that should yeah. have sailed. Yeah, you've sort of... Yeah. There was rumors of them... They were going to do a 3D sequel to one of the Rob Zombie ones, but we'll get to that. Okay, so now we're up to number five. What's the subtitle of that one? Uh, the, the subtitle to number five is The Revenge of Michael Myers. Okay. Not to be confused with The Return. And it's actually a little hard not to confuse it with The Return in terms of the movie because it's kind of a continuation of the movie. Sure, well, and there's a whole Revenge of the Jedi, Return of the right. Jedi. It's, it's confusing. It's a confusing thing, yeah. And, and so it's kind of just more of the same as part four. Uh, a lot of people don't like five that much. Um, you know, it starts to get into sort of like like pretty rote slasher stuff. Only the the one thing they add in this one is that uh, Jamie Lloyd has psychic powers. Okay, and she can sort of sense Michael what Michael is doing, and they have this sort of psychic link. Sure, because now we're kind of getting into like Drew Barrymore Firestarter yeah. territory, where all the kids were psychic. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they all had telekinesis. Yeah, it was just something in the eighties, something in the water. But um, so yeah, it's kind of just more of the same. He's chasing after Jamie. She's sensing him psychically crazy Donald Pleasance is there and still being crazy in this one he's really unhinged he does a lot of screaming and yelling he hasn't done any really serious psychiatry no, I think at this point for years not, and years he's sort of like retired yeah from the talk therapy just to kind of like chase after Michael Myers yeah you never actually see any Donald Pleasance as an actual therapist which I think would not be a very lucrative feel just like chasing a psycho yeah I don't think he'd be a very good psychiatrist either he's kind of unhinged he seems like he would just make you into a Michael Myers, but, you know, who am well, I Well, he sort judge? of did, right? I mean, he feels responsible for creating yes. a monster in a certain way. Yes. Yeah, he's a terrible psychiatrist. He's really bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know? This little boy comes into your office, and maybe he has some psychotic tendencies, right? Yeah. Right. Show him a few Rorschach blots or whatever, and it's just like every single one is like a decapitated head, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> at that point, you don't want to sort of spur him on. Yeah. At that point, yeah. Well, I mean, I think he kind of gave up at some. He just starts talking about him like, oh, he's got the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. That just seems kind of an irresponsible thing to say as a psychiatrist. That's but, what my last therapist but, said about me. <laughs> The devil's eyes. But um, yeah, so part five, uh, it's pretty standard for the most part. But then uh, it throws in a couple crazy elements. This man in black gets introduced. Who okay. is this guy who you never see his face. And he just wears like a trench coat and walks around with cowboy boots with spurs on it. And at the end of the movie... 
the police, not spoiler alert, the police, trust me, you don't care. The, the police capture Michael Myers and he's in a jail cell and this mysterious man in black breaks him out of jail. Okay. And that's how the movie part league. five ends. Uh-huh. They're in league somehow. All and right. the crazy thing is, is the makers of the movie had no idea what that meant. They just shot it. It uh-huh. was just what they did. We'll figure it out later. Yes. They, they didn't have a plan, which leads us to part Part six. Which is? Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Okay. Now. You think they kind of start to run out yeah, of well, Michael Myers' I think, subtitles at this I think point. this is the last. This is where they hit a wall. Okay. Now, they also hit a wall in terms of, like, what to do with Michael Myers. Because what they decide, like, it took, like, a few years for this movie to come out. It didn't come out until, like, 1994 or something, which okay. is kind of, like, a long time since the last movie. And so what they do is they introduce the idea that the man in black is part of this druidic cult. All right? So we're back to the druids, but not connected to part three. You know what this movie needs? More druids. Yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> we're going to bring back the druids because that worked so well last time. And so they bring back this druidic cult and Michael Myers is sort of like this mindless em- emissary of this druidic cult who send him out to murder people. Again, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. And uh, they throw in like a shock jock in this one uh-huh. because that was, you know, Howard Stern sure, was Howard really Stern. big at the time. Mm-hmm. So we got to have a shock jock and, you know, there's more relatives of Laurie Strode that even kind of further removed. So it really doesn't matter. The, the Jamie Lee, the Jamie Lloyd character is in the movie played by a different actress because she's older and she gets killed in the first like 20 minutes. That that old formula. So it's sort of this three movie cycle that we've been talking about comes to an end with this movie. Gotcha. So we're also in the early 90s at this point. Yes. And when does Scream come out? Scream is going to come out later. Okay. In a couple of years. So it's pre-Scream. Right. But this is really sort of maybe the the, the nadir, is that the right word? Yes. Of the horror movie yeah. Slasher movie franchise. Totally. And you can you can feel in this movie and in other uh, some other slasher movies at the time, you can really feel the ideas have run out. They've, They've run out of They've used all ideas. the weapons. Yeah. They've used all the weapons. They've gone in every silly direction they can mm-hmm. to sort of explain why the killer kills. Donald Pleasance dies before the movie is even o- over. I mean, in real life, he died during the filming of the movie. So they kind of just cut his character out. So he's okay. out of the picture. Um, do they ever do that thing where they just kind of like show him from the back? They didn't do that, but they they have he goes off screen at least in the theatrical version. There's actually two cuts of the movie. They recently released a producer's cut, which mm-hmm. I because I'm a huge nerd. Um, well, I got it all in this crazy box set that I have, but I actually kind of enjoy the producer's cut. I think it's a little bit better than the theatrical. But uh, in well, the more th- Donald Pleasance, you get more Donald Pleasance. But in the theatrical version, he just like is like I've got to go do something. Thing and he walks off screen, and then you hear him scream. So he's killed off screen with like an 80 yard scream that he did at some point that they just used to signify his death. 
He deserved better. He did deserve better, but he died before the movie was done filming, so it's his fault for dying, I guess. I guess so. So that sort of wraps up, and it's funny that you mentioned Scream, because the next movie, Halloween H2O... Okay. ...is the first post-Scream Halloween movie. Okay, now it's H2O because it's the 20th anniversary? It's not water. It's the 20th anniversary of Halloween, the original. Now, see, when that movie came out, I was, like, a little bit confused by the title because I was like, does this happen on a boat? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is this one in a submarine? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was confusing and weird, but um, it Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Okay, so she's not actually dead, as the last three movies led us to believe. But they don't even address that. They don't even address. She doesn't like fake her own death. No, or... no. Well, she does fake her own death, but in in this movie, she uh, has a son played by a young Josh Hartnett. Oh, and no mention of Jamie. Nineties heartthrob Josh Hartnett. Yep, soon to be heartthrob. He's got a really like annoying bedhead because that was sort of the style at the time so he's kind of he's still a kid he's still kind of a kid michelle williams of dawson's soon to be of dawson's creek or okay. maybe it was on at that point she's in it and yeah that's those are the really the only notable uh stars in it but it's actually pretty good like it you know, it must have been if they brought jamie lee back yeah i mean well and they they kind of give her character uh her due like she, it's kind of the aliens of the franchise in the sense that it's about her character has been suffering this sort of post-traumatic stress for the last 20 years. She's never really been able to get over the fact that her brother went on a killing spree. Probably not getting a lot of babysitting jobs. Not getting a lot of babysitting jobs. So she's, you know, she's an alcoholic. She sort of hides her drinking, but um, she's teaching at this, uh, like, academy, this youth academy, Uh and that's sort of like the contained environment in which the stalking and slashing takes place. But it pits Jamie against uh, Michael directly, and they have a pretty cool showdown at the end where you know she goes head to head with him like she has an axe or something and um it's 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 one of the more technically well made and enjoyable you know elements of it if you wanted to watch halloween 2 one, one two and this one as a trilogy uh-huh. as its own separate trilogy then you could do that and you'd have a pretty satisfying glory uh, strode story gotcha but um you know h2o is pretty it's pretty okay i mean it's definitely post scream it's got it's written by kevin williamson who wrote scream okay so it's got that postmodern vibe you know it sort of references itself in terms of the 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 movie the original movie so you know it's got that kind of vibe some people don't like it because they don't like the post scream stuff but i think it's pretty solid i mean it's not top tier but it's it's better than a lot of the gotcha now most of you know that jamie lee curtis is actually hollywood royalty Yes. And her mother... Yeah, Janet Lee. Janet Lee, spelled differently, L-E-I-G-H, as yeah. opposed to L-E-E, mm-hmm. was the victim in Psycho, yeah. which arguably was the first yes. slasher movie. You're right. And she's sort of the first scream queen, in a way. Gotcha. Which I think it was definitely John Carpenter's in- intention in um, casting her. Like I think, you know, that was very conscious of him. He, he knew, of course, the, of her mom, and, you know, that's kind of how she got to be a scream. Gotcha. And so does Janet Lee show up at some point? 
No, not in the Halloween. Oh, actually, no, she does. She shows up in H two O. She okay. is. She plays an That's administrator. What I was up to. Maybe yes. I did do a little Wikipedia research. Yeah, no, you you have seen it. I was thinking of the Fog, where both Jamie Lee Curtis and Janet Lee are in the Fog, right. also directed by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. But yes, no, she is in H two O, and in fact, she drives the car that she drives in Psycho. She's okay. only in like one or two scenes. Everybody leaves the um, the school at one point, and she's like an administrator. I forget what her role is Janet Lee and she's like well see you later and she gets into the the car she drove in psycho and drives it's off just a little they might even out. have like a music cue or something that goes along with it but yes sure she is in it and they do yeah they do have a scene gotcha so good no catch way. Doug thank you yeah, yeah um so where are we now now we are at what I consider the lowest point of definitely the Halloween series, maybe all slasher movies, maybe all horror movies, wow, maybe all franchise move horror movies. Definitely in my opinion this is the worst sequel to a horror movie ever. Okay, now you've got my interest. Yes, this is Halloween Resurrection. Okay. So they've just they've stopped the numbering, right? Yeah, yes. At this point. They've yeah, they've stopped the numbering. This is the last subtitle that they will use. Okay. So ironically, yes. Halloween Resurrection when in fact it was really sort of the death yes. of the original series. Yes, it's actually kind of the end of the original series and it's the worst possible end you could ever give the series it's it's terrible i gotta know i watched the i try to watch the halloween all of the movies every halloween this one i hate it so much that i just ignore it. it first of all it starts off after giving jamie lee curtis's character this great ending in h2o they go back on that uh-huh. And they make it so that she didn't really kill Michael like you think she did sure. at the end. And now she's in an insane asylum because she actually killed someone else by mistake. That's the worst. Thinking it was Michael. I mean, it's uh, it's bad enough when they when they end up with it. It was all just a dream. Yeah. But if they start out with that, yeah. there's just nowhere so, to go from so there. So right off the bat, if you liked the last movie, you're already pissed. Yeah. All right? And so Michael comes back and totally kills Laurie Strode at the insane asylum in a really like lame like rooftop battle that just sucks. And so she dies and Michael Myers lives on. So that's the end of Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode character. That takes place in the first 20 minutes. Then we go to Haddonfield, Illinois, where Busta Rhymes is uh, starting this web uh, series called Dangertainment. And he's taking all these teens, outfitting them with like early 2000 webcams and putting them in the old Myers house where he's going to scare them by dressing up with Michael Myers with Vivica Fox as his sort of accomplice. Uh-huh. And, and of course, the real Michael Myers shows up. and But it's got a lot of, like, bad found footage-like camera oh. stuff because they're all wearing cameras and they're all just obnoxious, like, characters that you hate. And it's just the worst. It's, it's like, painful to sit through, uh, you know, no, n- not scary at all. Do we at least get like a Buster Rhymes like Halloween rap over the end credits? Uh, there, there. I'm sure there's some terrible rap somewhere in there. But what you get is Buster Rhymes defeating Michael Myers with Kung Fu. Okay. Uh, 
and um, his big line that he said, Buster Rhymes gets the honor of killing Michael Myers forever. And, and no offense to Buster Rhymes, I actually don't mind him as an entertainer, but I don't want to... Him killing Michael Myers is not my idea of, like, the way to end the series. And he kills Michael Myers by, like, karate kicking him into, like, I don't know, it's like some sort of electrical equipment or something like that. And he says, you'll have to beep this, but he says, trick or treat, motherfucker. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and that's, that's his, his that's final. That's <laughs> All right. Admittedly, it's a pretty good line. I mean, you know, in the Buster Rhymes voice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really am not a fan of this movie, as you can tell. Um, I'd rather watch any of the Leprechaun movies or Children of the Corn 5 or it's my, it's the pits. But of course, like Michael Myers, the franchise is never really the dead. The franchise is not dead. And who, who better to resurrect it than a zombie or Rob? zombie sure so now we're in 2007 the franchise has been dead for five years because resurrection is so bad right so now rob zombie of white zombie has already had his directorial debut yeah he's already done house of a thousand corpses and devil's rejects which was sort of the follow-up to that so they Um, figure they can entrust him yes with the keys to the halloween right which is kind of weird because really rob zombie's sensibilities are more suited to something Thing like Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. or The Hills Have Eyes or something like that because because you know he's obsessed with like dirt bags and low lifes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and and so he he wants to put that in you know every movie which you know is weird because he uh, I think he grew up in the suburbs of Massachusetts that's like, the thing like I love us. about Rob Zombie <laughs> like, is that when you know you look at him yeah, yeah. right he's got like the dirty dreadlocks and the beard and he's all yeah and then yeah. he opens his mouth to talk and he's got just like this mass hole yeah. accent that comes out yeah he, he he was not raised in a trailer park as far as I know but he sure does love that culture so they bring him in which you know I mean Rob I, I, I think that he's got some serious deficiencies as a writer but I, I actually think in terms of directing he's alright he's got some style he's got a little panache you know he's he's kind of like a music video direct. he directed some of his own music videos and I think some of those are pretty cool and it's like his best work probably. yeah I would say when and it sort of cuts in the old monster movies yeah yeah that. I mean I, I can I can enjoy that kind of thing so I'm not a Rob Zombie hater there are a lot of you know in in the horror community you're kind of either a Rob Zombie hater or a Rob Zombie lover I am neither I you know I'm willing to give him a shot if he's going to do something good in this case with the with his remake his first remake just Halloween uh, I feel that he oh, that's that's presumptuous yes he's, he's he just, just doesn't even bother he just nope. calls it Halloween straight up yep not Halloween reborn nope nothing he's, just Halloween straight up yeah if he had called it something else it probably got caught a little more slack but I guess that's what makes it a reboot right it's, yes. it's kind of like a reset yes where it's as if all those movies never existed yes and we're just sort of clearing the slate yes and that's exactly what it is it starts from Michael Myers killing his 
his you know family. It takes place in the seventies. It takes place in the seventies. Okay, yes. that's awesome. So he can get in all like the seventies music he likes. Like mm-hmm. he has Kiss in there, and he's got uh, you know Love Hurts by uh, the Nazareth. Nazareth, yes, lots of seventies music that you'd recognize. The movie is like packed to the gills with like B movie stars making cameos. It's like he went to a horror convention and uh-huh. just like cast everybody right. who was signing. Who isn't working? Yeah, like you know, you know, Sid Haig, Brad, Brad Dourif, Malcolm McDowell is our new Doctor Loomis. That's pretty good casting. It's pretty good casting. I have to say. And and to um, with the bald head wig or does no he no he's hair? got he's got long hair because everybody in Rob Zombie's universe kind of looks like Rob Zombie. <laughs> they all have like stringy hair that hangs in front of their face, and, right? And, Including his wife. Yeah, which is, does he find a way to slip his wife in there? Oh, that's a, oh all of course, movies. she's she is the mother of Michael Myers, okay. who is a stripper who with the dirty dreads or no? No, not dirty dreads. She's got just kind of seventies uh, <laughs> hair in this, but she's Michael Myers' mom, right? What's yeah. her name? Deborah Moon Zombie. Uh, Sherry Moon. Sherry Moon Zombie. Yes, okay, yeah. he really likes to feature her ass prominently whenever he can. He's so, proud of it. Yeah, so he'll put her in like a strip club or strip scene or whatever. He he's really you know he he's not shy about showing her her goods. But, so now um, we're really delving into like the psychology yeah. of Michael Myers, like why is he so screwed up? Right. Which, Mom's a stripper. Yes. Nothing against the stripper community. No. I'm not saying anything. No, heavens no. You know, those women are working hard. They are working hard. To support hard. their families. Absolutely. But unfortunately, Michael Myers' mom, not, aside from being a stripper, makes some bad choices with like her boyfriend, who's played by William Forsyth, mm-hmm. who is just this like expletive shouting drunk who's like, I mean. Does he ever play a good guy? No. And he definitely doesn't in this case. And and Michael's sister is this slutty teenager. And, you know, it's all just their white trash. And it's just, you know, it's a bad scene at the Myers house. Mm-hmm. So that's why Michael puts on a, a, a Michael Myers mask and goes around killing his family as a young boy. And so, yes, we get a psychological profile for Michael Myers, which is arguably a terrible idea because... The whole interesting thing about Michael Myers is that he's this faceless entity. He was a creation of like 70s suburb culture. He's like a, you know what I mean? He like, he represents that sort of soulless quality Mm -hmm. that you find in in, in suburban America, you know, late 20th century suburban Mm -hmm. America. The malaise of late 70s, sort of Carter era. Yes, he's referred to as the boogeyman a lot in the original movies. And I feel that that's really what he is. He's meant to be this sort of boogeyman of the suburbs. So if you try to explain him by saying he's white trash, to me, that kind of wrecks a lot of what I think is effective about him. Right. That's not to say that I don't... I understand that when Rob Zombie set out to make the movie, he needed to do something different. So, okay. But he's also a little scarier if he's kind of this blank slate. Exactly. Right? And yeah. then if you know all about him, then maybe you start to have like empathy for the killer. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. That's that's not really scary. And 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 Rob Zombie's movies tend to be kind of brutal in a way that isn't particularly fun. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like Michael Myers just really like stabbing people in horrible, horrible ways. And I mean, it's definitely a pretty mixed bag. And but he amps up the gore factor. He amps up the gore factor. Now uh, we do actually get 
get to see Dr. Loomis being a psychiatrist, okay. which is sort of nice. There's a whole sort of section in the middle that deals with Michael's, you know, Loomis trying to rehabilitate Michael. And then we cut to, an, you know, another 15 years later. Now Michael is played by Tyler Maine, who is an ex-wrestler, and he's about seven feet tall. Like, he's like the tallest. He's grown. Yeah, he's like ginormous man. He works out. With, yeah, he's huge. He's got long, stringy hair because he's Rob Zombie. Uh-huh. And so, you know, he breaks out of the asylum and, you know, it's then it starts to follow the uh, template of the original film, Beat for Beat. He basically goes back to Haddonfield. There's a new uh, Laurie Strode. I forget the name of the actress, but there's a whole new... Basically, all the characters from the original are sort of reimagined as these obnoxious 90s teens because it takes place in the 90s, technically. And, you know, it just... At that point, it just sort of falls into replaying the original, but more brutal and more, like, you know, more nudity and more kills. More zombie-esque. Yes, more zombie-esque. But it's not... It's pretty much bad. But it must have done pretty good at the box office because it does get a sequel. It got a sequel. And what's that one called? That's called Halloween 2. Like the original Halloween 2. Well, it's confusing, I know. But he called it, I remember in the the pre-release, he called it H2. Mm. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Uh-huh. I kind of like it. H2? I kind of like H2. It reminds me of a Hummer. Yeah, but I mean, not just Equally I like... horrifying. I do like H2, but I also kind of like the movie. Oh, really? More than the original, even. More than Rob Zombie's original. But um, I kind of like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Or, or H2. We'll just call it Let's H2. Let's just call it H2. It's easier. I kind of like H2. Now, my opinion here is... A little bit controversial because most people don't like it including my lovely wife she can't stand the movie and she likes horror movies it uh just goes off into rob zombie land and he doesn't have to follow any sort of template he's not following the original so he just goes nuts and he does whatever he wants and it's just michael myers is now like a hobo and, uh-huh. it, and it's like his mask is kind of falling all half off of his face and he just looks like a ginormous homeless man Uh and he's just going around going on a kill crazy murder spree and it just goes into crazy places like at one point there's this big Halloween it just seems like Rob Zombie was just like they were like make a movie Rob Zombie make a Halloween sequel do whatever you want and he was like all right and he just completely zap zap and do yeah (laughs) it just does whatever he wants to do there's these weird dream sequences in which Michael is, is having visions of his mom played by sherry moon zombie of course uh as this sort of angelic figure and there yeah there's crazy dream sequences and the violence is pretty brutal uh it's it's just um it's a mess but it's a mess that i enjoy and i at least appreciate that he's doing his own thing he's taking it into this these weird directions that he wants to go but it's not for everyone and i have definitely it's one of those movies where you know people will come to me for horror recommendations and they'll be you know i'll be like they'll be like what about you know the rob zombie halloweens and i'll be like well i kind of like the second one and then they'll come back to me weeks later like why did you recommend that to me so there's big caveats that go along with my supporting of h2 because pretty much by all reasonable standards it's a mess like the the writing is terrible it just is has no structure it's just nuts hobo michael myers he barely
literally, why even call him Michael Myers? He, he might as well just be another killer. It, it doesn't even, bear, bears really no resemblance to the figure of Michael Myers that we all have agreed upon. But I kind of like it. So at the end of the day, that's what it really took to kill off Michael Myers once and for all. Yes. Was Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie just going off the rails. And so where are we now? Well, what year was that? That was 2009. Okay. So, we are, so we're, we're, we're overdue. Yeah, we're we're eight years pretty much from then. And uh, they keep, you know, uh, somebody owns the rights. I forget. the uh, Blumhouse is the latest one who have claimed. They claim that they have John Carpenter's seal of approval, which, let's be honest, doesn't take much. That usually takes a paycheck to John <laughs> Carpenter, uh, which he is openly admits. But um, they they now have the rights to it. They're claiming it's there's been a sequel in development for years you know basically another reboot because nobody's gonna follow the craziness that Rob Zombie put out there but um now Blumhouse claims that the John Carpenter's on board as like a story consultant and they're looking for a director and they're trying to settle on a script but I mean that's been the story that's been going around since 2009 well great Thanks for the rundown. Thanks for having me, Doug. Um, I talked myself hoarse about uh, Halloween, but I'm I'm happy to to lay it down for the holiday guy listeners, and uh, you know I hope that it's been helpful. If you were to rank the Halloween franchise, yeah. with all other holiday related horror movies, yeah. is it still sort of the granddaddy of them all? Yeah, I would say so because there's two reasons. One, I think the original Halloween is better than any other slasher movie of its kind. So okay. right there you've got the best one. Mm-hmm. Secondly, Michael Myers is my favorite slasher. I, I feel he's the scariest. Uh, the original incarnation of him. More so than Jason. More so I, I find him... Uh, Jason I find fun. Like, uh, I like Jason. Right. Michael Myers I'd be legitimately afraid of. Okay. Freddy Krueger I like a lot, but he's got so much personality. Yeah. He's kind of a cartoon There's character. There's something a little scarier about this sort of the silent yes. killer. Yes. And I, for my money, Michael's the scariest of the big three. Um, so That's high praise indeed. It is high praise. So your recommendation is, if you haven't seen it, go see the first one. Yes. Uh, even if you have, rewatch it. Yeah. Uh, maybe watch the sequel. Maybe watch the sequel. If you're just like, I want more of that, watch the sequel. Skip ahead to H2O. No, 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 no. Watch Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, because it's crazy. Okay. And then go to H2O. That would be my recommend. Very good. All right. Well, thanks, Seb. Thanks, Doug. Always a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween to you.